Welcome back to History We'll Never Get To in Class. This is the podcast where we talk about an important topic from history that we just don't have the chance to talk about in our 40-minute class. I'm your host, Mr. Heffernan. As Black History Month comes to an end, I want to end with one of my favorite civil rights icons, a man who made a difference in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and all the way up to his death in 2020. One of my students, Henry Hock, is with me today to talk about John Lewis. From Studio 210 and Journey Team Productions, this is History We'll Never Get To in Class, John Lewis. Let's have a listen. Today, I am lucky enough to once again be joined by one of my many, many amazing students, and Henry Hock is with me today. Hello, Henry. Hello. Uh, Henry wanted to uh, take uh, advantage of Black History Month and talk about a civil rights leader that we don't get enough time to talk about in class, and that's John Lewis. So, Henry, start us off. Tell us a little bit about who John Lewis was. Where is he from? What did he do as a kid? Let's start with the early part of his life. Thank you for having me uh, join you. Um, first of all, um, John Lewis was a very great activist and really um, helped black people gain some of the rights. And later on, we'll talk about voting rights. Um, um, so his early childhood, he grew up in a small town in Alabama, and um, he always had this kind of um, joy for preaching and really talking about what he says and not sugarcoating and actually, you know, believing in what he said. And part of this is because his father was a preacher who preached many things. Um, And one of the funniest things that I found about him was that he used to preach to his little chickens about religious things, um, things about his day and everything. And later on, this would um, impact what he says, you know, truthfully, um, and how he says things later on in um, his life, um, especially in some of the um, protests, um, peaceful protests that he does. So, Henry, what I'm learning here is that uh, apparently if you want to be a good speaker, you need to get some chickens and you got to you got to talk to the chickens. So right. for all of you, my students at home, talk to your dog, talk to your cat, talk to the little fish in the tank, talk to your pet turtle. It'll help you be the best speaker possible. All right, so let's talk about John Lewis then. He, uh, we, we start off in Alabama, but then he moves on, and I think he goes to uh, Tennessee for, for college or somewhere in Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, and that's where he really kind of kicks into his activism. So tell us a little bit about like that next phase of John Lewis's right. life. So while he was in college at Fisk University in Nashville, um, he got involved in civil rights movements um, along with other students that were in his college. Um, he was one of the leaders in the national sit-in movement and later took part in freedom um, rides. Okay, so after um, being in college or during college, um, his black friends and other people in his communities were all kind of you know struggling with their rights and they wanted their rights gained and having things. So because of you know his comfortableness of speaking in front of people, um, in front of his chickens. Um, he um, then goes on to the march um, on Washington with um, Martin Luther King. Now, one thing I didn't hit is that when he was a kid, he always listened to Martin Luther um, King's um, speeches that he would um, say as a kid or a 
teenager. Um, so we joined the March of um, Washington and gave a big speech um, with um, um, Martin Luther King. Now, John Lewis was only a 23-year-old man. So speaking in front of thousands of people would be really hard for somebody. Um, like for me, obviously, I would not be able to do that. For mm-hmm. I would say for most grown-ups and adults, yep. they would probably would not be able to do that. And I mean, even Martin Luther King, he was younger than most people, um, speaking about very easy things that they could gain. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really important part of his story is that, you know, he was one of those few speakers that were there in uh, 1963 at the March on Washington. So I'm glad you shared that. But that's not the only time that he and Martin Luther King worked together, right? There's other things that they do. Correct. Um, they had many other um, gatherings. They obviously led a bunch of other marches and peaceful protests. Um, and I can talk about the pre- um, peaceful protests that they um, did. Obviously, March of Washington, Bloody Sunday was another one where um, Black Americans were on a march, peacefully protesting, not really saying a word, um, and being hit by cops and police with brutal forces, tear gas, um, really inappropriate things, um, hit by you know sticks and everything. Um, but the biggest thing that was the most important thing is that they never fought back and never really you know hit back, started a big war over it. They just kept walking. And John Lewis, I'm pretty sure he got a concussion mm-hmm. um, after that. And I'm pre- pretty sure that he still has a mark um, or that he had a mark um, from that. And that's just a big thing that when people saw, see that, see him, they remember his peaceful protesting and um, his encouragement of not fighting back. Yeah, the, the nonviolence piece is such an important part of the entire civil rights movement um, that that Martin Luther King starts in, in the 1950s and, and leaders like John Lewis continue in the 60s and beyond. Um, so obviously John Lewis isn't a, uh, an activist forever. So where does, where does he end up? Like, how does he spend uh, his, his final years? Like, what does he end up doing? So he um, gets elected for being in the House of Representatives for Georgia. Um, and he stays there until he dies in 2020, which was a very sad um, thing for most people. Um, and what's, I wouldn't say nice about his death, but when he died, memories of him were shared, which kind of prod, um, um, projected his words and his um, movements um, for people. Um, so before that, obviously, he spent his last years in the House of Representatives, um, and that's probably what changed some things. Well, and that's, I mean, if you're a representative, then he's representing the people from his community, from his home, and and making sure that their voices are being represented and uh, re- represented in Congress. And I mean, I think that's that's a, always an admirable thing. And and like you said, when he died um, in the summer of 2020, that was right in the middle of or right at the beginning of COVID, and people were staying home. But I I do remember watching parts of his funeral on TV, and um, you know. The funeral procession went over the same bridge that he tried to march across in Selma, Alabama, where, like you had said earlier, that he had been assaulted by by white protesters and police officers. And, um, you know, to just show that we had come 
all this way as a society and that, you know, he was able to make that march across that bridge one more time. Um, Henry, I am so glad that you were willing to take the time to find out a little bit more about John Lewis and to talk with me about him. Um, so thank you so much for, for being here. Now, there is so much more that we could have talked about with John Lewis, and normally I, I throw in a book recommendation during my end credits, but I want to make sure, because you know you might not listen through the credits, I want to make sure I throw out a book recommendation now. Um, there is a three-part graphic novel series called March. Actually, it was co-written by John Lewis and one of his staffers that worked for him at the House of Representatives, a man by the name of Andrew Aiden. Comic books were always really important to John Lewis. Uh, one of the ways he actually first discovered Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and what was going on in Montgomery Bus Boycott was through a, uh, a comic book that was written about it called Martin Luther King and the Montgomery Story that was given to him when he was 15 years old. So he recognized the power of comic books um, I had the chance to talk to Andrew Aiden about 10 years ago uh, at a social studies conference. He was an amazing speaker talking about what it was like to interview John Lewis and what it was like to co-write these books with him. But if you are a reluctant reader, if you are a reader who enjoys graphic novels, I cannot stress how great this series of books are. The March series of books by Andrew Aiden and John Lewis and illustrated by Nate Powell. History Will Never Get To in Class is produced, written, and hosted by Chris Heffernan. Editing is done by Chris Heffernan. Research for our episode was done by Henry Hawk. Our cover art was done by Chris Heffernan. Our social media manager is Chris Heffernan. History Will Never Get To in Class is on Instagram, Twitter, and the Tickety Talks at Never Get To Pod. Follow us on all three. Help us find more listeners by sharing this podcast with your friends and family and by giving it a five-star review. If you're interested in learning more about John Lewis, in addition to those March books I was just talking about, I also recommend a picture book, a book for little kids, but a great one that tells the story of John Lewis. It's called Preaching to the Chickens, the Story of Young John Lewis by Jabari Asim. Join us next Monday for another moment of history we'll never get to in class.